servant to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey, hey, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I'm your host, Dwan Benton Twyford. I'm America's most sought after real estate investor. And I'm so excited to be bringing you another exciting episode. So we are full on into our fourth season. It's the beginning of the fourth year. I mean, who would have thunk? It's so exciting. And y'all are just sending me so many amazing five-star reviews and so many downloads. And I got nominated for a couple of things this year. Um, one was a business podcast. One was for being a, a great host. Uh, interviewing interview style I can't remember exactly what the I can't remember exactly what the, the title is called but I think it was something about um, being a great interviewer okay that's not the word though <laughs> that's okay if I want it I'll let you know so I get dedicated for a couple things so I'm just like uh, nominated I'm just like woohoo things are going rocking right along here so over here it's wonderful our motto is people before profits so if that resonates with you and then uh, you're at the right place. It's just the right time, and it's all good. So we're starting off uh, our podcast reading a five-star review, and I'm reading one. So I have a site that prints these out or sends them to me. I got, I don't know, like 25 new ones this actual week, uh, and some of them were so, so funny and good. So you all are listening to me. They tell you if it's, like, funny, I'll read it. So... I've got some coming up. I want to finish these first, and then I've got some. Well, they're all they're all amazing. I appreciate all of you. This one is from Margaret Brenton, and it says five stars, straight up exclamation. Dwan is so encouraging and inspiring. I'm starting my journey with real estate investing, and it's just helped me in knowing what I'm doing and that this is the right thing for me. Margaret Brenton from the United States. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate that awesome review. So we're going over the five equities of life because we have five Tuesdays in November. And I've been kind of just explaining, you know, what they are and giving you some ideas and things like that. So this week we're going to talk about the equity of family. Now, family is everything. I can tell you that no matter what you think, when it comes down to the end, 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 you're not going to care about your money and your possessions. You're going to care about the friends and family that are around you because family really is all you have. I mean, God and family, like that really is, that really, really, really is what it is about. So when we're talking about the family equity, normally when I give an assignment on that one, I'm telling you to maybe call someone you haven't talked to for a while or take someone out to lunch or do a Zoom call or something like that. But the equity of family can be many, many, many things. And under family, I put friends under family. So I have like five equities. 
you know, financial, like I said, it can be making money. It can also be doing nice things with your money. It's, you know, it's different things. So the family equity is where I also put family, friends, the people that are really right there in your true inner circle, your true, true inner circle. So family would be things like getting along with your siblings, getting along with your friends, getting along with your cousins, getting along with your parents, being respectful. I hear so many, gosh, I got to tell you what. <laughs> ah, so many times, and I'm talking many times, Belle and I have been at the mall and heard like a teenager, 13, 14, 15, mouthing off at their mom. And Bill will walk up and grab their arm and say, hey, don't talk to your mother like that. You respect your mother. And he's like, I'm watching you. You better be nice to your mother or I'm going to bust your ass. Like, literally. And these kids straighten up because they have no idea who he is. And they straighten up and we'll be walking around the mall and he'll go like this. And you can see the kid just sort of straighten up and just, you know, walk properly. But we have seen so many, especially boys, so many just really yelling and screaming at their moms. It's like, oh my gosh. If I yell and scream at my parents, I would have got, well, I don't know if I would have got smacked. I would have got the belt. So I knew better than to be disrespectful towards any of my elders. Because when I was growing up, we were taught to respect our elders. We were taught to respect everyone. Like if you got in trouble at school, when you got home, you got in trouble again. If you got in trouble down at the neighbors and they called your parents, when you got home, you got in trouble again. So it was none of this, you know, and they, it still had paddling when I was in the school. And people behaved because people feared the paddle. Now, like you, because what they would do is when they would paddle a kid, they would, at my school, they would open up all the doors on that, on that, wherever the section of the school was, so everybody could hear like, whoosh, smack. We could all hear the crack of the paddle and everyone would just sit up and be like, okay, okay, gotta be good, gotta be good, gotta be good. So nobody wanted to be that kid. And so literally people behaved because were, the fear of the paddle was real. Now, what's that do with family? Well, it's all about still respecting elders. And today kids are so mouthing. They're so disrespectful. I, I hear kids all the time out and about I just want to grab them by the back of their head and say, hey, you don't treat your parents like that. Because what happens is when you let your kids be disrespectful when they're little, you know what's going to happen? They're going to grow up and they're going to be bratty adults. You are not raising children, you're raising adults. So the way that you raise that child up is the way that person is going to be when they grow up. And then that bratty child is going to be a bratty adult possibly bullying or whatever. So when a lot of parents are like, my kids just don't respect me, or, or you are one of those people that disrespects your family and talks back and you're always arguing with somebody. I mean, I, I know people, I meet people at workshops all the time. And I meet people that are like, oh, I haven't talked to my brother in 10 years. It's like, how can you not talk to a family member for a decade? Like, what did they do that you can't talk to them for a decade? Because I can tell you, my sister and I had tons of fights. As kids, as adults, growing up, teens, we argued all the time, but we always got back together because she was my sister. 
And now that she's gone, I can't imagine how I would have felt if I didn't talk to her for a decade. And now she's dead. But we always think we have more time. So maybe you haven't talked to a brother or a sister or your parents or your grandparents. It's like, oh, I don't know, they're so old, they can't hear, I don't like talking to them on the phone or whatever. But your family really is everything. Even in the Bible, it says to be to honor one of the commandments, one of the actual commandments out of the Ten Commandments. One of them is to honor your mother and your father. And things will go well with you all your days. So people always read just the honor your mother and your father. But if you read the entire commandment, it says honor your mother and your father and things will go well with you all your days. So if literally all you need to do is honor your mom and honor your dad to have a good life, what is so complicated about that? So it is easy to get out of touch. We all get busy, especially with COVID. I mean, I've only been able to see my dad like twice because he's in Ohio. So I haven't been able to go up there. But I, I, when you hear this one, I will already have visited him and come back. And so sometimes, you know, we were all locked down there for a while. Nobody knew what was happening. But still, talk on the phone. If you have elderly parents, I got, I got my dad a phone and uh, taught him how to hit the button so we can look at each other when we talk on the phone. Okay, my mom has a phone just like that. They're 84 and 85. So your family is just so important. Now, other side of the coin, some of you have some super crappy family members. I have a couple people in my family that I love them dearly, but they're just really terrible people. <laughs> they just are. Ah, I just, I can't even go into it. So sometimes... The reason you don't get along with someone, it is not for you. It is because they're a nut job. So we all have, not, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I look at, I've watched Jerry Springer sometimes. So I where do they find those people? I'm like, oh yeah, I have some of those in my family. I think we all have some of those people. And if you don't, then you're really super blessed because I don't know any family doesn't have at least one Jerry Springer. Maybe you're the Jerry Springer. So there are going to be times and we are going to probably have various family members that you really have a hard time getting along with. And I mean, I got to tell you, even over the election with the Democrat versus Republican, I've had some divide in my family and over like COVID versus no COVID shot. And, but all those things pass in the long term when you're laying on your deathbed, you're not going to remember, well, I had a fight with them over, uh, being a, a liberal versus a conservative, you're going to think like, man, I wish that person was with me. But if you do have like a crazy, <laughs> uh, some crazy people, and I talk about this a lot, about people that add and multiply in your life versus people that subtract and divide. So I do have some div div divisive people uh, in my family but I make it a point that when I see them at the holidays or see them at a birthday party or see them any kind of a get together, I make it a point to be really nice, to communicate, to find out what's happening, to keep touch base with them because people change. Like in my 20s, I was the worst gossiper in my family. If I knew anything about anybody in the family, I would just gossip and gossip and gossip. But then... I was going to church and I read in the Bible about how gossip is, you know, is bad, it's evil. And I, like, I was convicted immediately, immediately convicted. Never gossiped again, like never. 
So then I would have people in the families that would start, and I start talking about somebody else. Like, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I don't gossip anymore. Like, I got convicted from God about gossiping, and it's wrong, I don't do it. And they go, like, oh, we're not gossiping, you know, it's just we're all in the same family, we're just sharing information. I'm like, mm, it's gossiping. So, people change. So, people that didn't like when I gossiped realized I stopped. So, I'm sure some people felt a little more confident. Now, I'm like a vault. If you tell me something now, it's like, I will die with your secrets. And I'm a vault. My mom is a vault. You can tell her something, she will never tell a soul. She is an actual vault. <laughs> the biggest, my dad, a little bit gossipy. Gotta be honest. He's just like, hey, he likes to make sure everybody knows what's happening, even if he's not supposed to. So, I think whenever I'm thinking about the life equity of family, I'm thinking about getting along with family, nurturing relationships, nurturing friendships. I've had friends now. I've had uh, 30, 40 years, like really long, long friendships because I nurture them, but they also nurture back. And it does seem to be a two-way street. I mean, the door swings both ways. Um, so anytime I give a, a family equity, I want you to think about who you can get along with, who you could help. Maybe you have um, an aunt or an uncle or somebody that needs help getting to and from the grocery store. And you're like, oh, I just don't have time for stuff like that. Well, you do. We have time for everything. We just have to make time. And I think when you make time for people, what people really appreciate more than anything is actually your time. I appreciate my physical time with my family and my friends more. And I love it when someone does something. I'm a, the love languages, I'm an acts of service person. So when someone does an acts of service to me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, they're like hitting my love buttons. And so learn about other people in your family. Learn about um, their love language. Maybe there's a really cool love language test, the five love languages you can take online. Find out what your love languages are. Find out what some of your family members are. And try to do things and just try to always really leave people with that great feeling that they spent time with you and they're happy that they spent time with you because people don't really remember the things that you said they remember the way you make them feel so if you go spend time with one of your family members and you drink and smoke and gossip and you're obnoxious they don't really remember what you said if you leave they just remember like oh my gosh they were drinking smoking they were gossiping they were just they were awful they were cussing up a storm i mean Gosh, I get some of my family, they cuss so much. So now I have told them, like, listen, you can't use the Lord's name in vain around me. So no more GD, no more JC, like you just can't do that around me. I can't, I can't tolerate it. And this person was super mad at me and how dare I tell them what to do. And I was like, hey, listen, I don't care what you do. I cannot listen to you in a conversation talk like that because it's so cringeworthy, I can't handle it. So now when I talk to this specific person in my family, if they curse, I'll go, oh, I'm so sorry. And then they literally don't curse the entire time that we have these conversations. Now, the fact that they even go, oh, I'm sorry, and they, they pull it back, it's like, okay, so it's made a tiny imprint because they're still talking to me. <laughs> they didn't cut me off. They're still talking to me, and they're super aware of when they curse. So, and you can't make everybody be like you. That's not what it is about either. But family, friends, they're, they're like plants and flowers. They need water. They need to be nurtured. They need to grow and they blossom. And over decades, you can really develop some amazing relationships 
but you have to also give and be part of that relationship. You really do. It is not a one-way street. I, if you have friends that every time you guys go out, you go to their house or their club or their restaurant and they never reciprocate, you are on a one-way street. You're on a one-sided relationship and that's really not good for you. Also, I tell people periodically, I put up on Facebook about, uh, and there's a podcast, there's a several I've done, you can look at the title where it says add, subtract, multiply, and divide. If you have people that subtract and divide in your family and they just, they, every time you leave them, you just feel like you have the life sucked out of you, but they are an actual family member, those are people that you want to limit your time with, but you never want to cut them off because maybe you could be the person that sheds the light onto them. You know, it is not always about you. I can't stand that person because of this. Well, maybe if you stick around, they'll pick up on some of your goodness. So I've got a bunch of people in my family I've gone to church with and they've gotten saved and, and I've changed, they've changed, we've all changed. But you know, sometimes they don't either. So when we're thinking about that life equity of family, I want you to think about family, I want you to think about friends, I want you to think about doing more for them. And I also want you to recognize that if you have people that are sort of detrimental, you don't really like being around them, you definitely, it's okay to limit your exposure to the people, even if it's your own parents. Because sometimes, you know, parents are, are um, just very, de just detrimental to your, your psyche. And it's okay to separate yourself a little bit, but always pray for the other person. Don't pray like, well, I wish you would change them the way you pray to say, hey, Lord, change my attitude towards them. So when you have a family member and you're just like, oh, I can't stand that person. You need to change them or I can't be around them anymore. That's not how you do it. You pray and say, Lord, change me so that I can enjoy my time around them. And sometimes when you change your thoughts of yourself, you can tolerate people a little bit better. But don't ever just cut somebody off. And if you have a sibling or a cousin or a parent or an aunt or something you haven't talked to them forever because they made you mad, you need to pick up the phone, you need to talk to them. Because you may not ever get another chance. And once someone's gone, they're gone. Okay? So, family equities. Getting in touch. Friendships. Nurturing. Building. And you be a good family member and you be a good friend. It falls on you too. Okay? Alright, so. It's wonderful.com. Uh, Instagram, wonderful, Facebook, wonderful, TikTok, wonderful. So follow me all around. Uh, get on my webinars, pay attention, get some free stuff. And uh, and when I give you the life equities at the end of the shows now, I'm not going to explain. I'm just going to say, here's this week's life equity and here's the assignment. So by the end of the month, you'll know what everything is. All right, guys, we'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And remember, the truth is in the red letter. Ciao. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Oh, for more information on how to make your, your real, real estate, estate dreams, dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on wonderful.com and be sure to become a member.